Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Hello, everybody. I'm Captain Jim Palmer, the Dream Business Coach. I'm the founder of the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program, creator of Dream Business Academy, founder of No Hassle Newsletters, and host of Dream Business Radio, now in its ninth year. And I got to tell you, we are loving, we're just having so much fun bringing these live episodes to you. I guess we've done it most weeks this year, and we started last year, which is kind of fun. But we have another fantastic live guest today, Taylor McMaster. Taylor, how are you today? Hi, good. Thank you so much for inviting me on. I'm excited yeah, to be here. Really excited when I saw your information across my desk. So anyway, before we jump in, uh, this episode of Dream Business Radio is brought to you by the Dream Business Mastermind and Coaching Program. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owners tired of slow to no growth in your business. If you're feeling a little overwhelmed and unfocused, by the way, we're going to help you with today's show with that. <laughs> and particularly if you're interested in working with me so I can help you create multiple streams of revenue in your business, check out, check out my program at dreambizcoaching.com, dreambizcoaching.com. Let's get right to it. So Taylor McMaster is the host of the Happy Clients podcast, and she's the founder of Dot & Company, which is a full-service client account management firm and with the mission, these are my words now, with the mission of helping other agency owners get out of the day-to-day -day of all the things that go on with running an agency so they can focus on what they do best, which is growing their business and, and the creative. It's a very unique situation, which is why I wanted to interview Taylor when I saw her, because I get pitched probably about a dozen times a week, and I do one show a week, so <laughs> 11 people don't make it. But I saw Taylor's information. I said, well, this looks interesting. So what would it, I'm going to have her tell Phil in the rest of her story, but she ran like a lot of other people, a digital marketing agency, but like a savvy entrepreneur, she spotted an opportunity and turned um, the opportunity that she saw where client relationships and management, and all this other stuff was just overwhelming the creative side. So she said, I can do that really, really well. So um, it's all about nurturing the relationships and, and, and things like that. But as I told you, she can explain it so much better than I Taylor, thanks again for coming on the program. Yeah. I'm really excited to dive into this. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I think, you know, like you said, Jim, it's uh, finding or, you know, finding a niche within the world that you, you love working in and then diving deep into it. And client management just happens to be something that I just love talking about. So I'm excited to, to dig in today and give you guys some insights and any learnings that I have. So let's see how we got there. I, I always like the backstory. So you 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 started a digital marketing agency, correct? That was how you started. Mm -hmm. Yep, my first business. You know, I was working in the corporate world and just had enough of the green cubicle, and you know, wanted to do something on my own. And uh, marketing is my thing. I've always been really good at marketing, and it's what I wanted to do. Um, and an agency just sounded like the best thing to do, I guess. Um, so started there and uh, got some clients and, and all that good stuff. But I just wasn't feeling fulfilled and I wasn't feeling like I was in my lane. Um, yeah. And so when you so but you I mean, you you had a successful firm. I don't know if you still have it, but you, you had clients and you had other people working for you. 
but something must have shifted. What was that thing you saw that said, I'm working with these clients, but they seem overwhelmed. Was it, was that not making your relationship with them go better? Like what was the thing that, yeah, little spark that you saw? Yeah. Um, for me, it was that I, as an agency owner, I was running people's Facebook ads and building landing pages and, and driving results to their business. But I was feeling like everything was so personal to me as the agency owner. And mm. that if they had feedback, whether it was positive or negative or really anywhere in between, I was taking everything personally. And I said, okay, I don't really want to run an agency, which fast forward now, it's kind of funny because I do run an agency, but I didn't yeah. want to run a marketing agency. I wanted to just work with agencies and help talk to their clients and help support them with their clients instead of being the one responsible for everything. Mm -hmm. um, so it was kind of like, you know, my own passion. I wanted to do something that I was more passionate about. And then it just kind of spiraled into this bigger business idea and this big, you know, this big team now. Um, so yeah, just kind did of started. Did you have some here. initial clients and, and you, did you propose like, Hey, we can do the creative, but it seems you need help over here too, you know, with your client relationships. Did you, how did you, how did you branch into that? Or did you find a whole new set of clients at first? A whole new set. So the clients that I had um, on my agency side were like businesses. So like mm -hmm. a sleep company, um, some construction companies. Um, and now my clients are agencies. So I was actually at some masterminds and events. Um, and there were agency owners there who were running agencies like myself. And so those, those were kind of the people who needed my support. And I said, well, if I can do a really good job for you guys on a like fractional basis, then maybe there's other agency owners out there who are also struggling with the same thing and need support with their client management. So it just kind of spiraled mm. from there and um, started, it's an entirely separate business than my agency was. And uh, I was just super excited about it and, <laughs> and really focused on that side. I kept a couple of my clients on the agency side because I love marketing, but um, now exclusively what we do is client management. Wow. So let's dive into that a little bit. Um, your services. I know you do client onboarding, you do uh, daily client communication, weekly meetings. It almost sounds like you're the outsourced um, um, team for your clients with their relate with their clients. Is that do I have that right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So I can dig into like what we do. Yeah. Let's um, unpack think, that a little bit. Yeah. I think it'll give you a good visual. So um, agencies hire us when a lot of times it's the agency owner who's still doing a lot of this project management, client communication, onboarding. They're essentially holding all the information to the client and doing all the communication back and forth. And so we come in and I call ourselves like the glue essentially in the agency. So we're talking to clients, we're onboarding the clients, we're doing, you know, everything communicating back and forth with the clients. Okay. But we're also managing the internal projects subcontractors, ensuring that everything is running smoothly and nothing's falling through the cracks. So if you picture us kind of in the middle, there's clients, there's team members kind of all working to get the client results. You can imagine that agency owner is very much so removed from that day-to-day -day communication with clients. And that is the goal. We want to get agency owners focused on whatever they want to be focused on in their business. Maybe it's sales, maybe it's laying on the beach. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, so we're there to really just glue everything together. I like that. The glue, there's, there's a, there's a good uh, campaign there, but we, we, I don't want, <laughs> we won't go down that road. So, um, 
you know, it's interesting that I, I believe when entrepreneurs start a business, small business owners, they, they have a skill or a talent or they're fulfilling a need of some sort. And that's how they grow. I mean, if you're a, if you're a house painter, you start painting houses, you get referrals, you paint more houses. Next thing you know, you're hiring. You got, so you got some HR issues, you, you, you're marketing, you've got accounting. So you start wearing all these different hats outside of why you started the business and what your what it was based on your talent. So for you, this is, I imagine it's the same thing. People who start digital marketing agencies really like digital marketing and, and the creative, but next thing you know, if they grow a successful business, they have all that back office stuff, right? And that's, that's the need you're filling. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And that's, that's so, so, so common for small businesses is that like you said, you start a business because you're really good or passionate about something and then it turns into a business. And then you look back and you're like, how did, how am I now like the CEO of this business with all these employees and things like that? And so really agency <clears throat> owners come to us when they're like, listen, I don't want to have to hire for this role, train this role, uh, manage this person, retain these people. Like we're just kind of the best option for them, right? So they can come in get a really amazing account manager. They don't have to put them on their payroll and uh, they get the same benefits as hiring somebody. Do they, do they even, I mean, it seems like this is a pretty, to me, it seems like a new concept. I haven't met anybody that runs a company like yours. Mm -hmm. What's, but I imagine there's also some hurdles that you have to overcome. There's gotta be trust, mm -hmm. right? Especially if you work with other digital marketing agencies that used to be what you did. I realize it's not your bailiwick right now, but how, how does that work where, where these, these digital marketing agencies that have their own customers are having you come in and work with their customers and there's reporting. I mean, you really, it's almost like you're the CPA, the accountant and the, you know, mm -hmm. the, the attorney and all that. You've really got some inside information. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a huge trust. And that's, you know, a big focus of what we do here at DOT is that when we work with an agency and they come to us and they say, hey, like, I want to learn more about your services, we need to earn their trust from the beginning, right? We need to show up very professionally. We need to make sure that they understand that we care so much about their agency and so much about their clients that they don't have to worry. And by the time we end up working with someone, we've been in talks with them for a while. We're really making sure that it's the perfect fit. So by the time that somebody from our team begins to work with them and their clients, they know it's a no-brainer and that they trust us. Of course, just mm -hmm. like any business that you're running, you need to gain people's trust. And that takes time. You know, I have people reach out who've been watching us for years and they're like, okay, finally, I'm ready to, you know, have an account manager. And I think the patience and just showing up and making sure that people can trust you is, is really important. So, um, I forget exactly how I titled the, the interview, Client Management Mastery, okay? I yeah. believe that was it. So what's involved with um, mastering client relationships? Because whether it's a digital marketing agency or you're a coach or you know, you're running any kind of business, it really is the relationships, right? That's the most, most expensive thing is, is acquiring a new customer. So to me, you know, even my second book going way back to 2009 or 10 was Stick Like Glue. It's all about client retention, right? So as long as you get a client, if you keep them longer, keep them happy, and you build that relationship, it's going to be more profitable for the business, right? So what are some of the ways that you um, are the glue that uh, keeps these relationships longer? Because that's yeah. ultimately how you, how you grow your business. Exactly. Client retention is the most important piece. And it really starts with the entire 
process of working with your business. So from your marketing to how somebody, you know, applies to work with you, what you talk about on the sales call, when you hand it over to your client account manager, like all the pieces that may seem small to you actually do build up and they do matter. So the biggest thing that I train my team and that we kind of have a method in place here at Dot & Company is that every client that you're working with, we're all humans. You need to treat them like they are humans. And that comes down to, you know, showing up and being super proactive with your communication. We've all worked with people who like their communication isn't isn't what it needs to be. We're asking them for updates. We, we are asking them for invoices and things like that. We need to be super proactive in how you're communicating with the client. So for us in our role as client account managers, as soon as that sale is closed and the account manager takes over that relationship, that's when it begins for us. So we need to have processes in place for that client onboarding so that we can quickly and efficiently get back to those clients and have next steps for them, have a workflow, ensure that the kickoff call is scheduled and really like saying like, okay, great. I have you, Bob. Like I'm going to show you the way and I'm going to be your person from here on out. And so really just treating these people like they are the only client in the business is essentially the most important thing. And that starts from the very beginning, how you're communicating, how quickly you're getting back to people and really just how you're showing up and what, what the values of your brand are and how they come across. Hmm. Um, when you so if, if you have a client and they then get a new client that brings you that brings you and your team in right as the client as the uh, support people yeah. um, do they are you then set up with um, with emails for your team on the on your clients <laughs> yeah what you know URLs so are you communicating with their customers as if you work for that company or do they say we have this amazing company that helps run our service like how do they how do they present you? Yeah. So it's essentially just like they're hiring a full-time team member. So we come in and we, we white label. So we get an email address, we get access to everything. It's on our LinkedIn profile. It's on our website or on their, the agency's website. So by the time, you know, you're introducing your account manager, it's just like we work full-time at the agency that no one knows anything about dot and company. Um, but yeah, we're very much so fully in the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have a term that I use a lot with, with my own team and in my own coaching relationship. It's, it's all about managing expectations, which starts at the very beginning. Um, you know, you, you have this, um, uh, the ultimate client onboarding playbook. I believe you, you have something called that. Um, what are some of the tips you could share with, with the small business owners and entrepreneurs who listen to dream business radio about, um, you know, what is the proper way to onboard a client so you stand the best chance of actually having success in the long term? Yeah, definitely. So in every business, um, oh, Phil. Is our buddy um, Phil? Yeah, I love that. Clients are cold. Um, in every single business, it doesn't matter if you're a marketing agency or a painting company. My cousin owns a very successful painting company where I'm from in Nova Scotia. <laughs> so like I see things that she does that I've helped her build and it's very similar, right? So when it comes to onboarding, I think the a big piece is having a process in place. So understanding what the SOP looks like or the standard operating procedure of onboarding a new client. So what is the, the first initial email or text message or phone call that you're going to make? What are you going to say? What's included? What are the next steps for the client? Like really sitting down, taking the time to map out every little step of the process. That'll give you the confidence in the business so that you can go and onboard new clients knowing that 
you know what comes next, right? You don't want to have to reinvent the wheel every single time. So start with the process. Secondly is understand um, what the next steps are for your clients and what the timeline should look like. Like you said, Jim, expectations are everything. So you want to be able to give the client what the expectations are of, of turnaround time. So in the agency world, you know, clients want their ads up and running the next day. That's just how it goes. But we all know that it takes time. We need to get the creative. We need to get the assets built. We have to, you know, get the pixels in place and make sure that all the steps are are really thought through. So if you can sit down and know exactly what the expectation should be for your client, that is going to set them up for success right from the beginning. Um, and then just like things that we talk about with our team and for our agencies are like, you know, what does the kickoff call look like? And what are you talking about? And what is the follow-up that you're going to send? And like, what are the processes that you need to have in place? Um, so we're big on processes. You'll pick up on that with anything here at DOT. But um, just kind of sitting down and knowing what's next for your clients will give you the confidence. And then, of course, bonus points if you have somebody to execute that for you so that you can just yeah. go sell and you don't have to worry um, about the next steps. But definitely like process, process, process. Is this a hard sell? I'm just curious from your perspective as a business owner, there's got to be some sort of an education. I mean, in, in any relationship, you, you, you've got to establish trust and value and then you work it. This, this just seems so new to me. <clears throat> I'm sure it's not new as far as outsourcing different components of running your business, but this is such a key element, working with the uh, client relationships and being involved in um, creative and things like that. It's What's the hardest part? I'm, I'm just giving you about three questions, I think, but I'm, <laughs> yeah. fasc I'm fascinated with what you do. So talk, talk a little bit about when you onboard a new client, how do you how do you help them get over the hurdle that, yeah, my people will be talking with your customers or what's that whole process like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> when, so right now I meet with all agency owners before we start working with them. And my mm -hmm. my main goal of, the, of that call isn't really to sell them. It's more so to really get a gut check to make sure they're a good fit for our team that I feel comfortable putting one of my client account managers into their business. Mm -hmm. So it really starts there of like really understanding what they need out of an account manager, because oftentimes, you know, I might chat with an agency owner and say like, listen, you really just need a strategist for your, your business. You don't need an account manager. Um, sometimes I might say you need a CFO. You don't need, you know, to add account managers. But if they're if they come to me and they're saying like, okay, here's my pain points. I'm spending all of my time talking to clients. I'm worried that things are slipping through the cracks. I'm trying to run their ads and also proactively update them. And I spend six hours a day on client meetings. All those pain points are so real. And they're just like, Taylor, like if your team can do this for me and do a really good job, like this is just such a no brainer. Um, so by the time that I kind of have this call with them and say like, okay, listen, I think you're a good fit. I feel comfortable moving you to the next stage. I, um, introduce them to our team. So they get to actually okay. meet, not only me, they meet Katie, who's our agency director, and they also meet a client account manager from our team. So by the time they're even thinking about moving forward with bringing somebody into their agency, They've met like three of us from DOT. They understand what we're about. They see our process. They kind of see how we all work together and and really get a vibe. And then by that time, they're like, okay, let please like give me the contract. I need an account manager. Um, mm -hmm. So it's it's a long process um, to getting somebody in place, but by that time, they're they're usually pretty comfortable. 
So I'm guessing the answer is no, but it you don't have to reinvent the wheel every time you get a client, right? Is it yeah. like they? I imagine some people have a certain way they want to do business, but you're saying this is this is like the gold standard is how we do it. And then do they come on board with that, or some minor tweaks in what you're doing based on their likes, needs, and desires, or? Yeah. So every agency usually, I would say like 50% already have an onboarding process in place that they use. Um, And then we'll come in and learn their process and just help Mm -hmm. them optimize it. Um, Other times people don't have anything in place and we come in and recreate the wheel. I just uh, got off a training call that we did here internally at Dot & Company with one of our account managers. And she was walking us through um, how she set up ClickUp, an entire onboarding process for an agency that she's working with. And so that was really cool to see how they were using a different software and everything was kind of all over the place. And so what she did was she um, kind of recreated the entire process with them. Um, but it was a really like engaging um, process for her and the account manager because they were starting from scratch, but they weren't at the same time. Um, so I would say that most agencies already have an onboarding process in place. And if they don't, then we can definitely like help set that up with kind of our standards and, and processes that we've built out. Gotcha. So, you know, yeah. I, uh, so a perfect target customer for you is not somebody at ground zero. I mean, you could probably work with them, but then you're building the systems. It's somebody who already has an ongoing process and you come over and take that over and maybe optimize it. And then again, yeah. is that fair? Yeah, definitely more like on the established um you know, agency side where they have clients, they understand what their target market is. You know, they're, they have enough clients that they're probably drowning in client work um, mm-hmm. is generally, but for P for agencies who don't have anything in place, I love working with them because we can get them set up with systems and processes and onboarding workflows that they can just plug in and customize to their agency, even if they don't have a whole bunch of clients yet, which is, yeah. which is great. You have to start somewhere, right? Yeah, I've coached a number of um, people in the digital marketing space. And one of the things I, I help them with is what I said, managing expectations, because like you said, people want their ads running today. I want an ROI within 30 days, you know, mm-hmm. and so much of that whole digital space is trial and error, you know, adjusting the ads, tweaking copy. And, and then, you know, 90 days, maybe you start to get some kind of a, an ROI and you go from there. But so is is that one of the hardest things in that? Is it still one of the hardest things in the digital marketing space is managing a, a new client's expectations? Yeah, it definitely is. And, you know, so many people have been, quote, burned by agencies in the past. Right. So mm-hmm. we understand that when a client comes on board, they want to get results really quickly because we train our team to put yourself in their shoes. Right. Like, if you're a client coming on board with an agency, you're spending a lot of money, this is your business, you need results. So how can we get them some quick wins with the team um, while ensuring that their business is being built for success in the long term? So really just allowing you know us as the account manager to set those expectations and hold the client's hand along the way, but being realistic with those expectations because we don't want to be you know, fudging the truth or anything like that. We want to be really honest with the clients and, and holding their hand the whole way. Right. What are some, can you share any um, tips or strategies, um, Taylor, on how to increase retention? Um, Again, one of the most expensive uh, costs to any business is is new customer acquisition. So when you Mm -hmm. can take that customer, in in my online business, No Hassle Newsletter, the original, when I launched it many, many moons ago, they stayed for six months. Someone would come on board and stay. And I thought, what the heck? And I've got it now. It's over three years, but it was doing different things to, to, 
mostly get over the initial hurdle because once it started working, nobody left. But so how does that work with what are some of the things you do to increase the, the retention of a new customer so people stay longer? Yeah. Yeah. So a big thing that we hear from so many agency owners, especially a lot of our clients, is that results, getting clients results is one thing, but it's probably only like 10 or 15 percent of the client happiness. The client builds such a strong relationship with the people inside the agency. So kind of starting from day one, we keep that top of mind. So, you know, being like I already said earlier, and I'll keep saying it till I die, is proactive communication. So if you are ensuring that the client feels like they're the only client, they're going to stay so much longer than if if clients have to up, ask for updates and, you know, ask for reports or see where things are at. Like if you're the one who's like, Okay, Bob, here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing. Like you are all over them, showing that you care, showing them that they're the only client. They're going to just stay so much longer. And that's what we see in working with agencies. And also having a gifting cadence is actually really key. Um, So when are Mm. you sending, you know, surprise and delights to your clients so that they, that they see that you care. So if you're on a call and you hear that they got a new dog, like, cool, go on Etsy, send them like a $20 new dog gift. And they're going to be like, wow, like they actually listen and they actually care. You know, little things like that, that you should work into your marketing budget or gifting um, that actually keep clients on a lot longer. And it's such an easy thing to do. Um, and then what asking- does, so let me, what does proactive communication look like? I mean, I know what it means, but what does that mean? Is it, uh, it's not daily. Is it weekly, monthly? Is there different things? Is there direct mail? Is there, is there email phone calls? Like what is a good proactive communication strategy look like? Yeah. So firstly, asking your clients mm-hmm. how they want to be communicated with, um, is really key. So is it oh. email? Is it text? Is it phone call? Mm-hmm. Um, so then you know, what's the best way. And then we have something here at DOT that we've coined called the Daily Pulse. So we want to be updating clients ideally daily or every second day, depending on what stage of the the onboarding they're at. But essentially, you don't have to have an update to send them to send them something. So it could be, hey, we're working on this. It's not finished yet, but I'll have an update for you tomorrow. Hey, like we're still working on the creative. It's final. It's in the final editing stages with our editor. Um, I've taken a peek. It looks really good. Can't wait to share it with you. Have it to you by the end of tomorrow. Okay, great. Here we go. Like the more that you can update them. So I need to interrupt you real quick because I would love for people to, to rewind and listen to that answer because what's in there. And and I get what you do, but that's why I wanted to interview you. But that nugget right there made the most sense of anything because that's the thing, what you just described. That's what somebody who's focused on the relationship will be thinking about and doing the person in the creative and placing the ads they're in the creative placing the ads, right? So, I mean, it's yeah. kind of like a big light bulb went off. I've, I've been with you most of the time, but that's that's really what you're doing, right? And that's yeah. the that's the highly important stuff of client relationships. So, yeah, I got that in before the show. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah, and most agency owners will say, like, "Well, I don't have something to say to my clients every day." It's like, mm-hmm. "Oh yeah, you do." Like, we have pages of things that you can say, and they're just little nuggets, right? It's, wow. You know, like. And those things are just like, people are like, aren't you bugging your clients? I'm like, I would rather Mm-mm. be updating my clients than them send me a message at the end of the week and say, where are we at with the ads? If I see that, I'm like, oh my goodness, I did not update my clients enough, right? So you are in control of how often you update your clients. 
So if you can have a cadence and you can have a system in place to ensure that somebody is all over your clients in the most positive and loving way, the better. If, you know, once you get get to a certain point of a relationship, you'll probably be able to like lean out a little bit with that and you kind of get that cadence. But at the beginning, you need to be all over them. And yeah. it's it's super important. So retention and, is proactive communication and, and I, the daily pulses. Yeah. And I'm guessing I know the answer to this because in today's society between still paper and ink, postage, direct mail, right? Email, and now text messaging and all these other things. It's not which one you do. It is a combination of all of them, correct? Yes, exactly. Yep. And if your clients aren't responding to you, find a different way. Um, you know, I am a big believer in like having a trail. So, you know, I would never want some somebody or the agency order to come back and say like, Hey, like, why haven't we talked to this client in three weeks? It's like, oh, no, 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 no. Like, I have have been talking to them. Um, Yeah. So I've been in the newsletter business for since I was 21, which is a long time ago. And then, I mean, way before email. But anyway, (laughs) when I used to be out speaking a lot, I would say, you want to mail your newsletter once a month. And you can supplement that with a weekly email not a, it could be a newsletter or just weekly email. So print and mail, show up, show up in the mailbox once a month, email um, weekly. And then I would think today um, you'd probably want to be texting maybe once or twice a week. Do you think so? Or is that like too much or not enough? Um, it depends on the client relationship. So, okay. you know, a lot of the people that we're working with um, are agency clients. So they're, you know, working on big projects, web development, SEO, Facebook ads. So in that case, like it depends on where they're at in the journey. So, um, you know, when a a new client comes on board, maybe it's sending them some mail, like, like a gift. Um, Mm -hmm. and then it's, you know, daily pulse until you get to a point of really good cadence. Um, but it it just kind of depends on the client, I would say. Okay. So we're just about out of time. I want to squeeze in another question. So um, I, I get the digital marketing space, but for most, because there um, you could have, I don't know if you're doing weekly updates, like here's how many, here's how many paper clicks we got, whatever the thing is, there could be a weekly report, but it sounds like you're probably saying even there could be intermediate steps. Hey, you know, you're going to get your report on Friday, but I wanted to share this. Like, let's say it's Tuesday exactly. today. I want to share this. This is looking really good. You'll get the yeah. full report as usual on Friday. That's the kind of thing you're talking about being proactively, not just uh, communicating, but excited about the results. Excited. Yeah, exactly. It's like, Hey, like, yeah, the report comes on Friday, but check out the, this is the lowest cost per lead you've ever seen. Like woo, more to come on Friday. That's right? awesome. Like, that's so exciting. And like your clients want to feel like you're excited too. And if you show up like you are, then they will love on you forever and client retention. That's awesome. Taylor, I knew I'd enjoy this conversation. And um, this was actually an interview where, I mean, I go into most of these interviews having a really good idea, but, and I sort of knew what you did, but I, I, I was digging in as much as I could. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really fascinated because it really is about keeping your customers longer, keeping, keeping the value there. And as you just said, loving on them. So they stay longer and refer more. And, and that's, that's what it's all about. So I think you got a great business there. I wish you a lot of luck. How can people um, connect with you? I'm sure they want to learn more from you. And so what's a good way to do that? Yes. So you can head over to our website. It is dot and company.co and, you know, reach out, follow us on social media um, and then send over you know, any messages or questions that you have, and we'd be happy to, to answer for you. So let's spell that. D-O-T, is it and ampersand or, or and? A-N-D. 
So D-O-T-A-N-D and then C-O? C-O-M-P-A-N-Y.co. So company. Okay, good. Dotandcompany.co. Yes. There we go. All right, great. Taylor, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate your time today. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special interview with Taylor McMaster. I highly recommend you connect with her and learn from her. I think I've only scratched the surface, but you can tell she really knows what she's doing. Um, connect with me at getjimpalmer.com. Again, if you're interested in uh, the Dream Business Mastermind, that's dreambizcoaching.com. Remember, you can get six of my books, all six of my uh, my awesome books for free. That is a that is a lifetime change. That's not a promotion, part of my legacy program at uh, Kindle on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and also in the iBook store. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. I'm Captain Jim Palmer. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.